0: Well, we have been on a bit of a journey this year, and the, the whole theme of this year is the kingdom is now. As the whole world comes off pause after the last few years, it seems a little bit like that. I know that wasn't that for everyone, but for lots of people, there was a major interruption in our lives, and a lot of people drew back, and I think understandably so, with the unknown happening all around us. But I tell you, if ever there was a time to get going, it's now. And if ever there was a group of people to be at the forefront of reemergence from the rubble, it's gotta be the church. Come on, we serve the God of resurrection and we can't afford to allow that last season to in some way dilute or to some way take the urgency from our hearts about the mission of Jesus Christ. Jesus is just as relevant as the day you first met him and went, oh my goodness, I didn't know God could be so real. Oh my goodness, I didn't know God could be so good. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that God would deliver me from things that were troubling me. And we've probably nearly most of us in this place have had that experience. For some of us, it was many years ago, and we could be tempted to lose a sense of urgency around the call. And I just think, well, man, We just had like a massive circuit breaker in our society. What better time to reassess than as we come out the other side of that? Cool? So the kingdom is now. Jesus said it very, very definitely. And I introduced this whole thought, whole concept, which um, for Sue and I, I guess in September last year, became a bit of a life motto for this season of life. If not now, when? When? Someone told me the Prime Minister used it in Alice Springs last week or something like that. So he must listen to our podcast. That's the only way I can explain it. But good on your elbow, get on the boat. Yeah, that's that's good. And so uh, if not now, when? We've got to ask ourselves that question because it's so easy to just sort of say one day or someday, one of my favourite lines out of one of my favourite movies night and day. And Cameron Diaz says, forget the actors, Cameron Diaz says to Tom Cruise, someday I'm going to do that. And he said, someday is a really dangerous word because it's really just code for never. Wow. So today turn to the person next to you and say today's the day today is the day the kingdom is now and as i've already mentioned i sort of introduced that concept too that the kingdom is within us to not just be looking for something it's not to be found in meetings i love turning up at great meetings i love the fact that we are here worshiping together praying together joining in faith together i love that but jesus said the real stuff is happening in your heart and in your heart and in your heart, every one of our hearts, and so I want to continue that thought, the kingdom is now, and the kingdom is within us, I'm going back to the scripture that we've been looking at for a, a week or two, and it's Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 18, uh, I've, I've read this already, I think we looked at it last week, but I'm looking at a little bit of a different portion of it, you doing okay? Yeah. You ready to go? Yeah. Barkle in, because I'm going to be preaching short, sort of. Now after John was put in prison, that's Jesus' cousin, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. And I'm just figuring that probably most of us in some form or some fashion have actually heard that call from Jesus. Again, if church is not your normal thing, you're very, very welcome. Maybe you haven't heard it yet. Maybe this morning is the first time. Because Jesus calls every heart. At some point he is knocking on the door of every heart and he says, come follow me. Lots of us have experienced that. But I don't think it's a bad thing to revisit the fact that Jesus actually picked you. I was speaking to a group of pastors in central Queensland this week and a um, bit warmer at Longreach than it is here, I can tell you that right now. But uh, I was talking to these guys and I posed this question, why did God create human beings? And a group of pastors, you would expect to know the answer pretty quick, wouldn't you? But they knew it was a trick question. I said, the answer is more obvious than you think. And I could see their theological minds ticking over to get to the conclusion And I said, here's the answer. God created human beings because he wanted human beings. (laughs) There's something about us that God loves. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I know me better than anyone. And I'm not always lovable. And yet somehow whenever I come to Christ, he's absolutely consistent. In his love, in his affirmation, in his grace, in his forgiveness, in his encouragement, in his empowerment. Jesus just never backs off. He believes in you. I love it. Paul puts it this way. And sometimes only some of the older versions, translations that are a little bit more literal pick up on this. But Paul says this. The faith I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He's not saying I live because I have faith in the Son of God. He's actually saying, "I live because Jesus has faith in me." Yeah. Wow, you are called, my friend. Yeah. But if we think about it, it's not always easy to follow, is it? Look at you all, manifest sons of God, looking at me like, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor Chris." <laughs> I just stay in step with Jesus every minute of the day. It's not always easy to follow. It's not always easy to follow someone. I mean, I know what it's like, and uh, uh, I'm, can I pick on you a little bit, darling? It's your birthday. Why not? Um, but following my wife shopping. Okay, all the husbands <laughs> who are game. Just give me a knowing look. You don't even need to... Brad's moving his eyebrows, but he's hoping Abby doesn't see, you know. But it's like, I mean, if Sue's on a mission... If Sue is on a mission, it is chin out, elbows back, and we are going through. We are slicing through unwitting shoppers everywhere. Consumers are getting bold left and right. It's like a ship cutting a wake through the ocean, and I'm just like (laughs) trying to keep up. Now, I don't mind those kind of shopping trips, as a matter of fact, but I tell you what, it's easy to lose sight of someone who's cutting through the crowd. True? True? And we've got to understand for these original disciples, Jesus' call, it was a simple one, and I want to look at that next, but it didn't mean it was an easy one. Think about it. These guys are actually working at their trade, and they left their trade. So to follow Jesus, first of all, it was actually an economic decision. I'm actually going to let go of some of the things that I've always trusted in, and I'm going to trust in Jesus. And it's amazing because what happens and unfolds in the Gospels is his provision for them on every level, where it was, whether it was a place to lay their head every night or food in their tummy while they serve thousands and watch miracles. There's something about moving in faith towards the call that unlocks the provision of God over our lives. But it doesn't mean it's an easy decision to make. It's not a flippant decision to make because that call will test us. Think about these guys with, I guess, in a very close-knit, tight-knit religious community with, with what turned out to be quite narrow views on God. And Jesus called them to walk totally Differently, out of step with everything they'd ever known and everyone probably that they'd ever known. Even Jesus' own mothers and brothers thought that he was possessed by a demon at one point. And he's saying to these guys, Follow me. Follow me. Follow me through the criticism. Follow me through the threats. Follow me. Even though this path is a path you have never walked before. Does it sound familiar to anyone? You're very quiet in here. It's okay. You're allowed to say, yes, Chris, that's awesome preaching. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. He, he, yes. Come on. That's it, John. That's the word. That's what I was looking for. He calls us really to swim upstream. And that's exactly what these original disciples were doing. And, and as much as that call is simple, follow me. Come on, just follow me. How simple could that be? There was a lot more going on underneath it. And when we understand the story, and we've spoken about this in other meetings, but when you understand the story that probably every little Jewish boy at that point was really hoping and dreaming that one day they could serve God like the rabbis did. They would become teachers of scripture. And yet here they are as older guys, even you know young men, but at 12 years of age, they had not made the cut. Literally to go to rabbi school or to be discipled by a rabbi. So I don't know whether they were in their early twenties, but let's just say ten years ago the dream died. And they were just gonna they were just told that's what the rabbi would say to them. They'd spend some time with them and they'd say, Go home to your father's house and they'd go and take on the family business, and they knew they would never be someone who was involved in that level of ministry. And it was probably heartbreaking probably disappointing because it's sort of like I always thought I'd play NRL but now I know it's never going to happen I've been told I just don't have the speed I've been told I just can't handle the ball right and I'm out and that's where these guys are at when Jesus said follow me and so for them they are coming from a place of disqualification but I thought I had nothing to offer sort of settled the fact I mean it was really disappointing at first and I had to grieve the opportunity and then just come to the point where I realized actually at the core I'm disqualified I just don't have what it takes no wonder they immediately left their nets if you've ever wondered about that they immediately left their nets because Jesus refired the dream in them but I think how often is that us how often is that us where it's like, well, Lord, I've made mistakes. Or Lord, I'm just not gifted. I'm not just talented. I'm just not, I don't think I've got it. What, what have I got to offer really? Like I can't sing like Cam. I can't do this or I can't do that. I can't do other things. But I tell you what, God created you because he wanted you. Yeah. And he'll have put something in your heart that he wants to call out of you and cause you to get active, because the kingdom is So being called by, it's not easy to follow. But it's not complicated either. It's actually, it's, it's pretty simplistic, the concept of following. Who's ever tried to follow a friend through traffic? Who's ever said, you know, been somewhere and someone's like, oh, I'll show you where it is, just follow me. It is amazing how they might not break the speed limit, but in your perception they do in every street. Isn't that true? It's like, what are you doing? You said, follow me, and now you just went through an orange light. <laughs> <laughs> Who has ever been tempted to run an orange light just to keep up? <laughs> now I'm going to go for the real sons of God, the honest ones. Who's ever been tempted to run a bit of a, a reddish-looking light? <laughs> it's it's just the truth it's a scary ride there's nothing worse especially in a big city if you don't know it there is nothing how do they end up in another lane like when did that happen up they're in the other lane and then there's like a lane divider and you're like yeah yeah it's like back down a gear and cut someone off just to get in and they go past giving you all kinds of friendly signals and and you you know you've got to try and stay on track why do they go so fast around corners? <laughs> like, it, come on, tell me it's not true. The moment you, someone says, follow me, they become a rally driver. <laughs> they don't realise it, but they do. And you're sort of just trying to keep them in sight and you're prepared to go round a corner too fast, to be on the brakes late. You know what that feels like, doesn't it? Like, oh, 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 I left that a bit late because I'm trying to catch up to be on the brakes late, to be in a different lane. All of those things are inherent to following. And it's it's no different with Jesus. No different at all. I mean, who's ever felt like Jesus has cut things a bit fine at the lights? I can hear people who've actually followed Jesus here. You know, we come to the T junctions of life. And sometimes Jesus turns the way we, we're hoping he's not going to turn. Who's ever experienced that? It's like, God, oh, I want this to turn out differently. And Jesus seems determined to take you a different route. Jesus seems determined to, like, race the lights and make you keep up. Jesus, who's noticed Jesus changes lanes? And sometimes you don't notice immediately. And then all of a sudden you're scrambling, trying to get back in step. All of these things. To follow is simple, but to do it, there's a little bit involved. It's not complex, but it's not easy to follow. And I think we've we've all experienced that on some level. And yet he calls us to follow him. Last week... I spoke about the kingdom within or Sorry, the week before Shane, we had Shane with us. Spoke about the kingdom within us. And I said things like, we should journal, read our Bibles, write down what God's saying. We should do that. We should pray. We should spend some time with God, talking to God. We should do that. We should try and keep our hearts soft and open and just get our reaction times down short, when Jesus speaks and we obey, trying to be a bit spontaneous. All of that is about the kingdom of God within us. That is not a formula. That is not a, that's not an instruction that the church requires. It is an exhortation to say, come on, people, we're here to follow Jesus. He actually said, follow me. And there are lots of twists and turns and alternate routes in life but it's actually those simple disciplines that keep our heart free enough to hear and our eyes open to see when he changes lanes. Following Jesus, not always easy, but it's absolutely worthwhile. Here's a couple of thoughts and then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Whenever you're following someone through traffic... The biggest issue is the gap. True? If you let the gap get too big, they're through a set of lights before you know it. And I just want to say to us, beware the gap. Just beware the gap. If you have a sense that, you know, you're out of step and, and Jesus is pulling away, do your best to scramble and get there. And, you know, the most common way I, I see that happen... For people that, you know, I guess as a pastor I observe, often it's just a sense of, I blew it, I'm feeling a bit guilty, and I'm going to keep a bit of distance. And before you know it, a gap is there. And it's actually easy to miss Jesus. Can I just say to you, his grace, we've just been singing about it all morning grace, 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 unmerited favour, love undeserved. Is yours. In spite of failure, in spite of our brokenness and our foibles and our dysfunctions, God wanted humans. And He loves us on our best day and on our worst day. Friend, beware of the gap. Don't let the gap open up. Snuggle in real close to Jesus on your best day and on your worst day. Be determined to Not let gaps open up. another thought is, when it comes to running traffic lights, <laughs> who's worked out God's the 11th hour God? That's how it's been said, you know, just just before midnight, just just right and oh, well, I think he's the 11th hour and ninth minute God to tell you the truth. when you just think this ain't going to happen, this is going to not going to end well, and then somehow God comes through. It's all about trusting his timing. Close the gap. Trust his timing. Trust that God actually knows best. There's some things we just can't change. All we can do is relax into the grace of God and trust. Come on, who's worked that out? Sometimes you can't work it out in your own mind, all the stuff of life. You can't. It's just a matter of trusting God. And the final one, obviously, is keep moving. You know, when you go around a corner... Generally, you accelerate. Who's ever found Jesus doing that? You're worried about the corner. But what we should be worried about or what we should be focused on, might be a better word, is actually accelerating to follow. And I've seen people sometimes just get unhinged in the corner. Life takes a twist or Jesus takes a turn and they disconnect in the corner. And actually, when you come out of a corner, that's the time that you squeeze the accelerator to keep up. Close the gap. Come on, trust his timing. It's, it's, not, it's not complicated to follow Jesus. It's just not always easy in a world that's flowing in the opposite direction. But Jesus calls us to swim upstream. And I want to return to my first thought as I close. That's when God's power is at work in you. Just staying in step, staying a bit in tune, And you see God's power open doors and do miraculous things again and again and again and again. Don't get caught in the side eddies. Don't get caught up in all the distractions of our world. Come on, Jesus said, Follow me. And maybe next week we'll look at what he said next. A couple of quick questions. I'll only give two, and I'll save the third one for next week. Will you follow? I'm just going to mention this now and then I'll return to it give an opportunity for you to respond but will you follow and and this could cut both two ways one could be man I need to reaffirm my commitment as a matter of fact Jesus maybe for you Jesus disappeared in traffic some time ago and you've been driving around the block ever since looking for those taillights to me I really believe this is a God moment for you Jesus has slowed down and you can see his taillights once again. And for you, it could be, yes, Lord, I will follow. You've called me. The call is coming back to me today. I will follow. For some of us, that might be a first time experience. It's like, well, this isn't my normal thing. But friend, I want to tell you, God calls you because actually he cares about you. He created you for a reason, for a purpose. You're not here on accident at all. And I mean, you're not on the planet on accident and you're not even sitting in this foyer on accident. But God's power is already at work in you, drawing you to himself. The second thought is how's your gap? So a lot of us could say, oh, but I am, I am following. And I just say, hey, how's your gap? Just check the gap. Let's close up the gap because church this year, we're going on mission. You know, we've already been part of one church plant. We're about to be part of a second one. And then actually by the end of the year, I'd like to see church plants coming directly out of the church. That is only going to happen. That is only going to happen when we say yes to Jesus and we follow the call. So could we stand together this morning? we stand together hey i want to pray for us this morning and um you reach out to god in whatever way is appropriate i I want to pray for those of us who who feel that tug of the call it might just be a refreshing it might be a call to close the gap it might be jesus i lost you in the crowd sometimes a time ago but today i'm reaffirming that i just want to pray for anyone in that place right now and you just respond to God however you feel you need to as I pray Lord Jesus I just thank you how clear your voice can come to our hearts even just preaching a simple word like that how clearly it comes to our hearts that you call us literally by name come follow me and I just thank you for a grace in this place for people to respond to that I thank you for a grace to close the gaps where gaps have appeared and it's like, man, I I just need to get back on the page with God. And I just thank you for a grace that brings people into that place right now as we make those decisions in our heart. And while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, second group of people, as I said, you might be be here and maybe church isn't your regular thing. But I just want to affirm again, friend, God knows you. He's at work already in your life, whether you've yet to recognize that or not. But this morning, it might be time for you to recognize that. And I want to give you that opportunity. And, and so you're here. Everyone's in an attitude of worship and prayer. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. But a friend, if that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you are? And I want to pray for you. Yeah, God bless you, mate. Others in this place, that's awesome. You can put your hand down. Others in this place, just real quick, Fantastic. Fantastic. God bless you. Anyone else just want to be included in this prayer? And I just want to encourage you to say yes to Jesus, to that call. You've sensed that call this morning, maybe for the first time ever. And Lord, we we as a group, as a body of believers, we thank you for how your power is already at work drawing people to yourself. And these precious people who've reached out to you right now, we pray for them. Lord, we pray that you'd make yourself so wonderfully real to them as they open their heart to you. We pray, Father, that as they they look at Scripture, as they pray, as they read the Bible, whatever, whatever their next steps are, that you'll visit them. Lord, that you will cement that call in their hearts, that they are loved, that they are accepted, and that you have something very, very special for them in this life. In Jesus' name. And all the church said...